0: G'day, welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast, Darren Mitchell here, and we're on Monday the 25th of January 2021, and uh, hey, here in the mass Rangers today, it is an absolute stinker. It's about, uh, what's the time right now, about 11.20 a.m., in the morning on Monday, and it is already thirty-seven degrees Celsius. So, um, if you can hear in the background, I've got a I've got a little fan going in the office just to keep the temperature and the air circulating, and temperature down a little bit. But uh, it is an absolute stinker today. So uh, the pool's going to get a good workout today. So I trust you've had a great weekend. Looking forward to a big, productive, highly successful sales week this week. And as we talk about this week and as we prepare for maximizing the opportunities we've got, I just wanted to pose a question to you, and I put this on LinkedIn last night actually. Are you creating or looking to create fans, or are you looking to create friends? Now, it's an interesting question because what I've noticed a lot with, uh, with leaders is they fall into roughly two categories. Leaders who like to uh, be almost like the, the oracle or the guru, and they, they've really fixated on creating fans creating an environment where people are following them, and almost in the process, creating a, a, a codependent relationship where they are putting themselves on a pedestal. Their team is expecting them to have all the answers, and they also expect their team to worship everything they say. And it's not a great uh, condition to be in. It's certainly not a great position to be in for sustainable uh, results over the long term, nor is it great for relationships and culture. But often leaders will create this position where it's almost like a us versus them or me versus them. And some of them suffer from a superiority complex because they've actually got the title. They've got pos- the position. They're now mixing it with the big boys and girls in the in the office and the, in the uh, oval suite, if you like, or the C-suite. Um, and they forget where they come from. Now, in the process, what tends to happen is they create this gap between themselves and their team, and this gap gets wider and wider and wider, and one of the key reasons for that is that the leader's visibility becomes less and less. It's almost like once they've got into the sales leadership role or the senior role, uh, they they no longer need to be spending as much time with their, with their team, uh, and they tend to spend more time with their own peers or with their senior executives, because they've been taught that and they're expected to live up to certain expectations and those expectations may well be good for the C-suite where they're having nice, uh, nice conversations at a strategic level talking about all the wonderful things they're going to be doing. But interestingly, the majority of those people spend less and less time with their actual people and hence the gap between their people and themselves get wider and wider and wider. And unfortunately, one of the uh, out- outputs of that is the level of trust that their team has in them as a leader starts to get diminished over time because they're not spending as much time and as a classic example i see this a lot uh, people get into more senior positions and all of a sudden they're on a different floor from their team they've now got an office where they spend most of the time with their office doors door closed the expectations has been placed upon them from other senior executives because they're singing to the same hymn sheet uh, they're always having closed door meetings and they're not necessarily getting out and pressing the flesh if you like and being visible to the team which is which is really where they want to be. And then in terms of information flow, how do you think the information flows down from a leader who is not visible, who is almost like the guru who's fixated on creating fans? Well, All of a sudden, it becomes a little bit selective in terms of what information is actually shared with the team, and often, the team are not necessarily fully aware of what's actually going on, and there's a lot of questions that start to be forming in their own mind, and hence, when there's no or very little visibility from their leader and not a huge amount of regular interaction with their leader, they start to uh, fixate on things and look for things that are probably not there, and this is where rumor, innuendo, gossip starts to be created. And this is where people start to lose credibility as leaders and performance of a team starts to drop because there's now this wide chasm between the team and the leader. And suffice to say, this is not a long-term sustainable and this is certainly by no means how hey, you become an extraordinary and exceptional sales leader by creating a gap. Now, this is that's the first type and I see this happen a lot and sometimes, uh, sometimes, unfortunately, leaders, despite their best intentions, they find themselves in this position based on the expectations that are placed upon them the pressure that's placed upon them and almost some of the unwritten ground rules that they have to adhere to when they join i guess the the more senior ranks because other people have been taught the same sort of methodology now all it takes is one person to sit back and say you know what am i am i what am i here for why am i actually here am i here to actually be the guru am i here to have my team at my beck and call and listen to every word I say and just act based on what I ask them to do and don't question it? Or am I here to actually create a culture that creates independence but also closes the gap between the leader and the and the team? So that's the first type of leader that I see. The second type of leader is leaders who focus on creating friends. Now if you read the book by Dale Carnegie How to Win Friends and Influence People, this is this is where this is coming from. It's a phenomenal book, very old book. It's almost a hundred years old now by the way and look don't don't get me wrong I'm not saying that as leaders we have to create friends and be friends with every single body, but by being a leader who is focused on creating friends it's a mindset which means first and foremost we're going to be really focused in on what quality people can I surround myself with I'm certainly not going to be putting myself on a, on a pedestal where I separate myself and and um, uh, put myself higher than my team, even though I might have the title it's about understanding what is the culture I want to create. How can I bring good people around me that can uh, create a great culture of independence but also gives me a platform for sustainable success that doesn't rely on me being the guru, being the person who has all the answers. So this independent relationship is pivotal because I'm now considering uh, people as being my peers because I, I surround myself with great people. And it's, and what tends to happen is just by virtue of that thinking Uh, we tend to be a lot more visible. We will spend more time with our team building those relationships than we necessarily will with our senior leaders. Or we will set the expectations at the senior leadership level to the point where we know where our priorities are because we know it's going to deliver sustainable results over a long period of time. And a really interesting example of this is I remember listening to uh, John Maxwell. If, If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm a huge fan of John Maxwell. Uh, and often he when he were, when we were all travelling he would travel the world literally speaking to organisations uh industry forums and so on and other people would often treat him as as the guru so for example he shared a story not uh not not that long ago where he was at a business uh function and when when he arrived at the business function, he had his entourage with him, uh, and people met him, and they wanted to take him straight into the green room, right, and let him prepare for the, I guess, the session he was going to run, but also give him access to some privacy, uh, all the drinks he wants, all the food he wants, et cetera, et cetera. And he said politely, no, I don't want to do that. I want to go and meet the people who I'm going to be speaking with. So there was a there was a function that was already happening. So he asked his organizers to take him into the room where all the people he was speaking with were congregating because he wanted to speak to them. He wanted to meet them. He wanted to get to understand them because he knew that if he walked, as he calls it, If he walked slowly through the crowd and started to meet people, he could start to build those relationships. He could start to close the gap between him and and them because whilst other people might put him on a pedestal and whilst other people may see him as a guru, he just sees himself as John. And he says, John, I'm John and I'm your friend. Right? So he focuses on how do I close the gap because he said, if I can get to know people before I speak to them, and I can get to understand them and they can get to a little, understand a little bit about me, then all of a sudden, if I get up to speak, then there's a higher probability of what I say is going to penetrate even further into, into their minds, and I've already established a level of credibility, and I'm actually, I've actually developed a, a friendship with them. And so this concept of walking slowly through the crowd is a phenomenal one that I've, I've used a lot, uh, and I certainly encourage leaders that I work with, to do this as well. And not necessarily separate yourself from your team to the point where you're not visible. But look for opportunities where you can walk slowly through the crowd. You can focus on relationships because you get to build great relationships. And look, I'm not saying you have to be friends with everybody. But if you can get to know your team really, really well, through that process, your your credibility will go up in their eyes. The level of trust that they have in you will go up because you're genuine and you're genuinely interested in them as a human being, then what will happen is the gap between you and them will, will close to the point where they don't see you as the guru, you don't see yourself as a guru, and all of a sudden you've created a culture which anything can happen. And it's a platform for sustainable growth and sustainable success over the long term. The other thing is to to keep in mind as well is when you're doing this, what if you actually started to place a 10 on the head of every single person in your team? And by that I mean, if you think 10 is the ultimate, 10 out of 10, they are exceptional. They They have huge amounts of potential. They are phenomenal performers. If you placed a 10 on every single person within your team, how do you think they're going to respond to you? How do you think they would interact and how do you think they would behave? It's a really good little hack to think about because if you're thinking about somebody in a certain way, then we have this ability to project that onto somebody else and funnily enough, they will respond to us based on how we actually see them as an individual. So another little tip here, certainly for when it comes to closing that gap and actually building a strong team based on our friendships is to look at people with a 10 on the head. You have the most amazing level of potential that is just waiting to be unleashed. So, if I place a 10 on you, then how do you think I'm going to respond to you? How do you think I'm going to treat you? How do you think I'm going to communicate with you? And how do you think you're going to respond? Now, they're the two types of people. So, the question today is uh, well, a couple of questions I want to ask you. First of all, uh, are you a person who is looking to create fans as a sales leader, or are you a person who is looking to create friends? as a sales leader. So question. another question is, which sales leader do you think achieves higher and more sustainable results? Now, it's a probably, it's a probably obvious question because the message here is you need to be able to create friends, not fans. It's great to have people who uh, see you and hold you in high esteem but don't necessarily get that into your head and believe it because it's just somebody else's opinion. Always know what you stand for, which means you need to know what your values are. You need to know what your standards of behavior are. You need to know what's right, what's wrong. And you need to know what areas of focus will move the dial forward for you. But also the, the thing is, it's built on, great leadership is built on great relationships. And great relationship starts with the leader creating an environment that people wanna be part of. And I think the only way to do that is to create an environment where you've got friends. And if you treat your team as, as friends and wanted to build friendly friendly relationships and really deep, caring relationships, going back to the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People from Dale Carnegie, if you can actually focus on other people's challenges, focus on their wants, their desires, their, uh, their aspirations, you'd be amazed at what you can actually get out of them in terms of performance, but also extracting the potential that is there. And it starts with, uh, hey, wanting to create friends and placing a 10 on the heads of every single person in your team. So I trust that message resonates as we start the week this week. Uh, If I can help you as a reminder, if you'd like to work one-on-one with me over the next 90 days and take your leadership to a whole new level because you know there's just another level you can get to, then let's work together one-on-one. Simply go to my calendar, leadwithdarren.com. And we'll have a conversation about that what that looks like for you so with that i'll leave you with a challenge if you find yourself spending more and more time away from your team getting sucked into senior level meetings senior strategy meetings things that are not necessarily moving the dial but uh, gives you the opportunity to separate yourself from your team just ask yourself the question is this going to be conducive to long-term success is this going to be conducive to you building a strong culture of independence where results will actually take care of themselves because you've got a fantastic process in place and a great culture and environment in place. If the answer to that is no, then perhaps what you need to look at is how you can start building some friends, how you can reprioritize where you spend your time and I can guarantee you that if you spend your time with your team, uh, that will pay dividends like you would not believe down the track. So do that uh, and you'll move that one step closer to being that exceptional sales letter and with that said, look forward to talking to you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.